Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 219. And away we go. Everybody and welcome to episode 219 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. And uh, like we talked about last week, Mark Schwann is not here. So if I may borrow the tagline from Backlash this past year, episode 219 is officially... Thank you, Panic at the Disco. This is the greatest show. Again, Mark Schwann is not here. I know. I agree. Feel the same way. Oh, fantastic. I can relax a little bit. No Mark Schwann's uh, attitude, his condescendingness. I can just relax a little bit. Last week, I throw it out to you guys. Who do you want to see me join on the show? And uh, it's just me. So thank you to my mother for voting for just me. Uh, Mark's mom. For voting for me, they missed me doing the show by myself, so here I am. And what a show I have for you tonight. A lot of stuff happened this week in the news, on TV, so we got an action-packed show lined up. But I'm starting to show like I haven't started the show in quite a while. With a wrestling replay, I'm watching SummerSlam 2005, 15 years ago, getting ready for the road to SummerSlam this year. This is the year with Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, fighting over Dominic. 15 years ago, now Dominic's in one of the main events this year. It's crazy how time flies. Right now I'm watching Edge versus Matt Hardy with Lita at ringside. And now I think I remember why we stopped doing wrestling replays because Lita's very distracting. I got to keep my focus. Don't look at the screen too much. Very distracting. Not the good old days. Matt Hardy getting his ass whipped by Edge. Something's never changed though, huh? Yeah. But before we move on with the show, let's... uh. Get some things off my chest. It was bothering me for a while. About a year and a half ago, I noticed my blinkers on my car weren't working. When I made a turn, the blinker was going really fast. Someone told me that means one of my blinkers is out. Took it to my mechanic. He didn't see anything wrong with it. Okay. Next time I took it in, told him again. He didn't see it. Was, he said it was working fine. All right. Next time I took it in for an oil change, same thing. Now two of my blinkers are out. Two of them have been out for a couple months now. By the grace of God, I've not gotten a ticket. I took it to him two weeks ago for my inspection. It passed. He said he checks the lights and blinkers during the inspection. Lo and behold, I get my car back. The blinkers are still not working. So I'm taking it to my gas station guy. All right, because they're very good when I have little minor things. They help me out. So I have an old car. They didn't have the part. He had to order it. He was very busy that day. He had nobody to go pick up the part. So he asked me if I can go pick up the part for him. What, 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 what am I, your messenger? I don't work for you. I'm not... <sighs> but I figured I have nothing else to do. Let me get it over with. Maybe it'll save me some money. 
because God knows how much he'll charge me for it. So I schlep out to this dealership. The entrance to the place is blocked by a fallen fucking tree thanks to Hurricane ICICIS. Oh, man. I have to walk like three extra blocks uphill. And I am a very out of shape person. So I was dying. I have to go up another flight of stairs, which just wasn't my day. They didn't have the part. They had to order it. I had to go back today. Go back to the mechanic with my part. This is the exact part he needed. He was too busy. Now I have to go back fucking tomorrow morning. I just need this fucking over with. Been hanging over my head for a year and a half. I need to get it over with. And lo and behold, I found out also live action Mulan's coming to Disney Plus. Who the hell cares about Mulan? I think Mulan came out when I just passed the peak of maturity where I cared about Disney. Like, plus, I'm not big into the Asian culture growing up, about the warriors, the dynasties. Never really paid too much attention to that. So, Mulan never had any real interest in me. Now, doing a live action. People love Mulan that much to do a live-action Mulan. It's, just, it's not just me, right? This is weird. Anything to make money. Now it's on Disney+. Plus For $30, I can watch Mulan. Uh, no thank you. But then I realized, I, being the nice guy that I am, have given my Disney Plus password to a couple of people. Now i got to hunt them down to make sure they don't spend the $30 of my money in fucking live-action Mulan. There's so, other, there's so many other movies you can make live action. You make Mulan. Whatever. Never seen it. Don't know what it's about. So I'm not going to argue about it. If you guys are willing to spend 30 bucks on live action Mulan, please enjoy. Just don't do it on my dime. Oh, I'm sorry. It was just bothering me this week. I had to get it off my chest. I knew Mark Schwann would appreciate that story. But he's not here. Thank God. Ugh. Like, aren't you guys like, don't miss Mark Schwann? Oh, it's great. <sighs> anyway, enough of me rambling on. What else did I want to talk about? <laughs> there was something else. Look at this coming up. Ray Mysterio's Eddie Guerrero for Gusty of Dominic. Sorry, the kid looks exactly the same. Fifteen years later, good for him. Good for him. Living out his dream, and I'm here drinking Jack Daniels. I can't go out because I have a broken fucking car. I promise I'm going to change my mood. I'm going to take another shot, unwind a little bit more because we have some. Great news coming up right now. Let's get right to it. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. Now, as I'm watching this match, when did they change Dominic's name and why? It used to end in CK, now it ends in just K? That's weird. But anyway, the big news story this week. I'm sitting at my desk, Monday morning, from the corner of my eye, I see a notification from Bleacher Report, and I see three capitalized letters. I look at said notification, and it tells me The Rock has purchased the XFL. We are still alive, baby. I told Mark, never give up. It's coming back. Gotta believe. Put out positive thoughts. Positivity will come back to you. No, that's why I do. I inspire to inspire. And look what happened. I'm rewarded. The XFL is coming back. Just hours before it was auctioned off, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Jerry Cardinals, Redbird Capital purchased the XFL. The group will reportedly split the price of $15 million evenly. Redbird Capital has made multiple investments in sports-related products over the years and also has connections with people over in the NFL. Now, as soon as I heard this, I took the screenshot of the story and I sent it over to AJ Pan and Mark Schwann. The two people I knew would be elated over this news and understand my excitement. So I reread what I sent them, and I go over to check out this guy's Twitter. 
I can't find the news story anywhere else. He's quoting, I forgot the name of the company. So I go to their Instagram, I go to their Twitter. They have like 26 followers. So I'm like, oh no, this can't be legit. This is a hoax. This is a fake news story. I got all my hopes up for no reason. But then it was official. The Rock released a statement saying, and I quote, the acquisition of the XFL with my talented partners, Danny Garcia and Jerry Cardinal, is an investment for me that is rooted deeply in two things, my passion for the game and my desire to always take care of the fans. With pride and gratitude for all that I built in my own two hands, I plan to apply those calluses to the XFL. I look forward to creating something special for the players, the fans, and everyone involved for the love of football. XFL President and Chief Operating Officer Jerry Pollock also issued a statement saying, and I quote, we are grateful for today's outcome. This is a Hollywood ending to our sales process, and it is an exciting new chapter for the league. Dwayne, Danny, and Jerry are a dream team ownership group, and the XFL is the best possible hands going forward. Cannot wait. Oh, man, finally football's back. <sighs> man, this thing won't die. Good. It shouldn't. It was great football. If you guys watched the first five weeks, it kept getting better and better and better. The more the teams played, the more that they you could see they were a cohesive unit. Um, some stood out right away. Some are now signed to the NFL, so congratulations to them. The XFL creditors filed a motion to stop the purchase, however. The acquisition was approved today, Friday, August 7th, in a Delaware bankruptcy court. The Rock and his partners are planning to launch XFL in 2021. Oh, man. Can I tell you how excited I am? Everything going on in the world, my life. You needed some bit of good news. And here we are. I can finally dust off my XFL New York Guardians jersey. I think I still have it. Somewhere. Buried. I thought that was long gone. I have to bring it back. Hmm. Awesome. So this is where I need Mark Schwann to bitch and complain about it. How to crush my hopes. To crush my dreams. But he's not here so I can uh, gloat. Let's cheers to the XFL coming back. Thank you, Dwayne, Danny, and Jerry. But is it me or is it a little weird Rock's closest business partner is his ex-wife? I mean, good for them. But hmm. awesome. Awesome. XFL's back. Now this is the point where I need to tell Mark to shut up so we need to move on. So I'm going to tell myself to shut up. Let's move on. I guess speaking of football, question mark. Triple H appeared on ESPN with Mike Green and extended a challenge to Pat McAfee. On behalf of Adam Cole, let's hear what we had to say. Trending everywhere. And so here's Triple H, the one and only Paul Levesque, who I have been told is going to make an exclusive announcement live on Get Up right now. Go ahead. The floor is yours, Triple H. What do we have? I have a huge announcement to make. Happy birthday. It's your birthday today, so I'm, I'm making that announcement for the whole world to hear today. It should be trending any moment now. Happy birthday, Greeny. Um, look, Thank Adam you. Cole... Adam Cole and Pat McAfee have had a history here. And, and there's one thing about Pat McAfee that everybody I think should understand. He, he, I didn't know this until after we'd been around him, but Pat grew up dreaming of being a WWE superstar. It was everything he thought he would ever be when he was a kid. He ended up in the NFL. He ended up probably the most successful and toughest kickers in the league ever. Uh, but his dream was always to be in the WWE. Um, years ago, we met and he became a commentator for us. Um, very opinionated. But as you know, and you've seen it in Pat's entire career in the NFL, the spotlight is really what he craves. Being famous, it's all about Pat McAfee. It's been that way when he was on a team. It wasn't about the team. It was about Pat. It wasn't about, uh, it was about <laughs> things like this, jumping off the top of a pier into three foot of water so his name would trend. Um, 
He is a, a glory hound. He is somebody that craves a spotlight, and that's a good thing. But in this situation, Pat is craving the spotlight in the WWE and in NXT, and he's doing it by going after Adam Cole because he got Adam to bite on some comments, and now he is in his head. Um, This is where it becomes interesting. Pat McAfee wants to be famous. He wants his name in lights. He wants it to trend on social media. I'm the guy that can make his dream come true. So, Pat, now's your opportunity. You want to be famous? Just so happens, coincidentally, as things happen in the WWE and in NXT, we have a big takeover pay-per-view in a few weeks, August 22nd, NXT TakeOver 30. My call out to Pat McAfee is put your money where your mouth is. Let's see how bad you are. Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole on that stage. Massive match. Let's see what you got, Pat. You think you're the tough guy? There's going to be no pads. There's going to be nobody kicking a ball. There's just going to be two guys, one-on-one, going at it. And my bet, my bet is that while Pat can run his mouth well, and I'm sure he's a tough guy, that he walks out with Adam Cole's boots sticking out of his butt. So you're telling me that right now you are challenging Pat McAfee live on this program to fight Adam Cole Saturday, August 22nd. Saturday, August 22nd, which is SummerSlam weekend. The next night, Sunday, SummerSlam, WWE's biggest event of the summer. Live on the WWE Network. You can get it for $9.99. You get both days. Um, it's a, an incredible value and an incredible weekend. But that's Saturday night, August 22nd. Pat McAfee, Adam Cole, one-on-one, if Pat has the guts to say yes. That's all he's got to do at this point in time. He wants my attention. He's got it. Let me make his dream come true. It might be his nightmare. Okay. Triple H has laid down the challenge. We will reach out to McAfee and we will get a response as quickly as we can. Again, they are, they are, it's a challenge. It's not even an invitation. It is a challenge to Pat McAfee to fight in a couple of weeks on WWE. Paul, thank you very much for doing this. Best of luck with this. We will get McAfee up here as quickly as we can and we'll see what he has to say. And for those of you who don't know what the hell's going on living under a rock, Adam Cole Baby was on Pat McAfee's show. Pat was doing the same thing he was doing at NXT, making digs, height jokes, his Jing remarks. Adam Cole had enough, snapped, threw the headset down, threw the microphone away, pushed some guy, and was cursing, ranting, and raving, and left. Now, Friday night, we go on the show. Mark was like, do we talk about it? I'm like, it's, it's an old news cycle. The thing that happened earlier in the week, by the time we're doing the show, it's old news. Didn't feel like it was a current cycle to talk about, so we didn't talk about it. And we, was it a work? Was it not a work? I thought it was a work. Mark thought it was a work as well, but he wasn't too sure about that. They didn't, a week went by, they didn't talk about it. Then they talked about it on NXT. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. Pat McAfee was on NXT this week. This would happen with that. Now, of course, it was just all a ploy to set up NXT TakeOver 30 on SummerSlam Eve. Well, Pat didn't waste too much time to reply to this challenge, taking some time away from his honeymoon. He responded to Triple H's challenge whilst laying on a beach somewhere, looking very relaxed, very comfortable, with some great music playing. Kind of wish I was there. Let's hear what Pat had to say. I'm sorry for the delay in this response, obviously. I am mid-honeymoon with my wifey, and we were riding jet skis all day out there. Flocked by dolphins on either side. It was like a school of fins, they say. Had to keep my eye on the wifey because allegedly dolphins get a little handsy around the ladies. That's neither here nor there. Let's get to the topic that needs to be discussed. I thought about it all day while I was on that jet ski. I hit a sick donut 
on the jet ski. And all I could think about was this morning on Get Up when Triple H, a guy that I was a fan of as a child, looked up to, mentor, good conversation, good relationship I thought we had on my show a couple of times, was talking to Mike Greenberg, legend, mentor, friend, guy, enjoy all those things on Get Up, and they were talking about me. They were talking about me. And what happened last night? Where that foot, bang, 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 kicked the gun jaw, knocked him out because I was pushed like 45 times. I was disrespected in my studio. I was disrespected in their studio. The guy's a maniac. We even made up in between the two different disrespect sessions there. The one where he broke the microphone and the headset in my studio and pushed my friend Ty, who has colitis. And then the one that happened last night, you saw where he assaulted me with a bottle. We made up in between there. Thought we understood each other a little bit more. But he blew a gasket. And now Triple H goes on, get up with Mike Greenberg and starts talking about how Adam Cole wants to challenge me to a fight. At NXT TakeOver 30 on August 22nd. That's two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks to fight a guy who's been wrestling for 12 years. A guy who's the longest reigning NXT champion. A guy who's been there, done that with everything. What have I been doing? Oh, I don't know, kicking off Super Bowls. Running businesses, podcasting, radio shows, merch companies. Being a stand-up comic. Taking care of every one of my family members and my friends. And figuring things out as I go. Two weeks is not a lot of time to learn how to keep up with somebody who's been doing something for over a decade. But two weeks is enough time to find enough anger inside of me. To find enough motivation to beat the shit out of Adam Cole. I'll figure it out. And August 22nd is going to be a problem for the guy who once called himself the king of NXT. And Triple H, you said you're going to be able to make me famous? Well, your biggest guy's about to get made famous. And it's going to be for eating another right foot to the mouth. I accept. Let's go. So there you have it. It's official. Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. NXT TakeOver 30, August 22nd. This will probably just be a special attraction match just to bring attention to this event. Curious how they build it. Curious how they play it out. Match itself. How the Undisputed Era will get involved. How will he... Negate them. Should be interesting. Interest is peaked. I'm definitely going to check it out. Now Dominic, then with the CK, is in the ring to distract Eddie Guerrero. I don't know how old he is here, but not for nothing, Dominic's a cute little kid. The thing I also realized again, to reiterate myself, why we stopped doing replays, because I get distracted. Let's focus up now. Another news. Um, This is going to be interesting. Marty Gennetti's in the news for nothing good, of course. He posted on Facebook a surprise entry detailing a time where he said to have made a man quote-unquote disappear. Kind of vague in his posting, which has been deleted. Boston Wrestling MWF has a new shoot interview with Mario Gennetti where he addressed the story more in detail. The 20-minute conversation includes Gennetti opening up and providing new details about the event. Gennetti stated that he was 13 years old when a clerk at a bowling alley in Columbus, Georgia called Victory Lanes attempted to rape him. He said that he knew the man was selling marijuana, which is why a young Mario Gennetti wanted to see him in the first place. He just wanted to, quote-unquote, get some weed, that's all, end quote. He said that they went to a car first, and then this man grabbed Gennetti's privates and asked, what's this? Gennetti said that the man was a big boy, maybe six foot six. Gennetti said that the man grabbed him by the hair and his shirt and dragged him to the back of the bowling alley. 
It was then when the man restrained Gennetti. Then Gennetti claims he grabbed a brick and hit the man in the head. Gennetti said the man didn't deserve to die, but he did deserve to get his ass beat, end quote. He went into more detail about dragging the man's body into the river, saying, and I quote, Can you imagine dragging a guy who's just trying to fuck you in the ass? Can you imagine dragging him to the river and throwing him in there? And then you hear this guy is missing. That fucking affected me, bro. I made my mind up that day. I mean, he didn't even do it in the dark. He did it in the day. That's crazy. This supposedly, allegedly, took place in 1973. According to TMZ, the police in Columbus, Georgia, are now investigating this claim. The plan apparently is to investigate any missing person reports of that time and go from there. Wow. I don't know about you. When I heard this, I was like, whoa, Marty fucking Gennady, man. I don't know. I didn't even know what to think about this story. Like, it was self-defense, if it's true. But then he kept repeatedly beating him in the head with a brick. I'm like, I mean, why didn't he talk about it in the first place? This is 1973. This is almost 47 years ago. Jesus. So we'll keep you updated. This is a story I'll be following closely because I don't know why. I like cold cases, I guess. It's interesting. I'll keep you updated. You know, the news, Dax Hardwood. Still. Uh, still can't get behind that name. What a stupid name. Tweeted out a response to a video of his performance at Dynamite. He wanted to make it clear that everyone, why FTR is such a great tag team. Well, Ethan Page of the North tweeted back saying that they need to work together very soon. Now, this situation took a turn when Scott Demore of Impact chimed in on the conversation. Demore said that he has mad respect for FTR. Then he proposed a series of matches between FTR and the North. Demore also tagged Chris Jericho in the tweet and asked Jericho how they can make this series of matches happen. What? So this, if it does happen, is going to be interpromotional between two of the best tag teams right now in any promotion. I think Impact's tag team division is pretty damn good. Not too familiar with AEWs except the Young Bucks and FTR and whatever combo of the elite they want to throw together now. Page and Omega, thank you. Couldn't think of their names. But yeah, this should be interesting. I don't see it happening. But it should be interesting. Who do you guys have? FTR or the North? I mean, one team can't win over the other. It's going to be interpromotional. Whoever loses that promotion is going to look like crap. So something's got to give here. That's why I don't really see it happening. But I found the new story very interesting. Me and Green member talking with a couple of drinks. We're driving somewhere. Not at the same time. He wasn't drinking and driving at that time. We're talking about how cool it would be if WWE did a, an open tag team tournament where they invite tag teams from other promotions. And one suggestion was maybe signing a team from TNA at the time or ROH at New Japan. But on the down low, don't tell anybody. And they surprise show up to officially make this a interpromotional thing but you know it's all in the guise of WWE which we both thought was a badass idea talk about ratings and now here's our story here's our idea come to almost fruition now our idea is now in more powerful hands to make it happen Chris Jericho Tony Khan and uh Scott Demore but again I don't see it happening but it'd be really fun for the fans to watch so I'm hoping this does come to some fruition and again we'll keep you updated speaking about impact though impact wrestling posted the following on twitter last week saying and i quote july was our biggest month ever on youtube our biggest month ever on twitter our biggest month ever on instagram plus we have a record number of impact plus subscribers thank you for all your support and momentum now for nothing you're welcome i feel like i have a big part of this for the last several months i've been standing on my soapbox preaching and praising impact and how they're doing phenomenal stuff over there thanks to my our good friend eric Jaden for his wrestling column 
on the Rockaway Times, praising Impact as well. Told you Impact's going places. If you want to get on the uh, bandwagon now, now is the time to hop on. Impact, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, we're playing at 11. AXS TV, Access TV. Definitely check it out. It's the place to be right now. And finally, in other news, you know, I always like to end on some high positive note. Nikki and Brie Bella both revealed on social media that they both have given birth to baby boys within one day of each other. Nikki Bella and her fiancé welcomed their son to the world on Friday, July 31st. And Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan welcomed their second child Saturday, August 1st. Imagine if it was only the same day. That would be insane. But one day apart. Well, congratulations to them. As far as I'm aware, both families and baby are happy, healthy, and comfortable. So God bless them. They haven't revealed any baby pictures yet or the names. They're playing that close to the vest. So I'm wondering what the names are. I mean, they named their kid Birdie. So I'm wondering what boy name they came up with. But again, congratulations to them, to the whole Bella family. And that's it for the news this week. Let's get into some TV takedown. And like I said, there's a lot to talk about. It's time for this week's TV takedown. So a lot of cool stuff happened on TV. I actually had a list this week. I'm back to normal. Last week, didn't really have too much. Mark did. This week now, I am back. So much I want to talk about on TV. And since it is just me, I can. But looking back on the bookends of this week, really, if you come to think about in the grand scheme of things, there is only two things to take down. Two things the world is talking about. I mentioned it last week in episode 218. I had a couple of my TV shows come back. So I was not able to watch AEW this week. I heard what happened, read what happened. I downloaded the TNT app. It is available. So for those of you who do not watch AEW live or can't record it for whatever reason, you can watch it on the TNT app. I have it on Xbox One. However, you can watch the first five minutes for free, and then you have to link it up to your cable company. It wouldn't let me sign in. So I don't know what the hell happened. I did not watch AEW this week, but like I said, I read what happened. And I wanted to watch what happened because, you know, my girl Rebo was in action. I'm sorry, Rebel. Sammy Guevara fucked up and used the wrong chair on Matt Hardy. Uh, Zack Ryder's in-ring debut for AEW. So there's some stuff I actually wanted to watch. Didn't get a chance to watch it in time for the show. So before the show started, I go on to my cable company's website and log in. Logged in, no problem. So I don't know what the fucking problem is with the app. But the website was littered with pop-ups from there's power outages in your area. There's service problems in your area. Thanks to Hurricane ICIS. So um, I'm not watching it yet. Hopefully it'll work next week. Because there's a show at 8 o'clock. There's a show at 9 o'clock. I could choose between recording NXT or AEW. In the grand scheme of things, I probably should record AEW. Watch NXT on the the network the next day. But I want to give NXT the ratings. You know, I think that they record who's recording it somehow. I don't know. That's That's beyond my pay grade, beyond my knowledge. I don't even try to pay attention to that. But whatevs. But both shows are now back on 8 o'clock, so I can't record NXT as well. So for the next, I think, two months, I'll have to watch both shows now on their respective apps. First world problems. I have too much TV to watch. i got to watch stuff on apps. But anyway, back to television. Again, the week was bookmarked by two huge happenings. Raw saw the debut of Raw Underground. They were hyping Shane McMahon's return and the debut of a new faction, which I was very excited about. I misunderstood one of their camera shots, and I thought Shane was involved with the new faction, but that didn't happen. Raw Underground was met with mixed reactions. However, Green Man's and Mark Schwann's boy CM Punk love the new concept. He hopes to see women participate going forward. 
He joined Renee Young, Booker T, and the Watch Along for a SummerSlam 1992 on Tuesday in FS1, saying, and I quote, I absolutely loved it. I want to see Nia Jackson there. They should get more women in there. Let us see some bodies getting broken. So, I mean, it was interesting. Very gritty, no pun intended, but like raw type realistic fighting, I guess you can loosely say. Breaking kayfabe, trying to make it as real as possible. A MMA type brawl for all came to mind. I didn't mind it. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. It was only the first night, so I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not going to love it. Um, Shane Man is gold, so I, I'm assuming this is going to be money. I'm excited to see where they go from here. I was really excited to see Dolph Ziggler in action. This gave Dolph Ziggler a chance to shine and do show what he can do with his amateur wrestling skills. And they, he showcased them off in the brief, what, two minutes we saw him? So I just think it needs a little time to find itself. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. I'm not going to hate on it. A lot of people are hating on it for some weird reason. Uh, take that back. Talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago with Carson. when We had him on 217, I believe it was. The cool thing to do, the cool thing here to do in 2020 is to hate on the WWE. That's the cool thing to do. The other cool thing to do is to love AEW. That's the cool thing to do. If AEW did this, the internet would be a buzz how awesome it was. So that's why I'm taking it with a grain of salt, the criticism. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. I'm going to give it myself a couple weeks to let myself decide. I'm hoping you guys will do the same thing. Don't just hate on it right away because it's the WWE. Give it a couple weeks. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they... Let's see where they're going with this. If, it, if it's just a storyline to push the Hurt Business, then hmm, all right. Is this a storyline to debut new characters, new talent, and let them do what they do? All right. I've read people asking, will there be belts? Is there going to be an underground championship? Will there be women? Too early to tell. Let's see if this grows some legs and gets somewhere. Much like I'm hoping it does. Again, just don't hate on it right away because it's Monday Night Raw which I know everybody is doing. But I'm intrigued. That's piqued my interest. And it was funny that it happened this week because the prior week, episode 218, we were talking about Dynamite getting a third hour. I believe it was Cody Rhodes saying if they do get a third hour, they're going to focus a certain thing on the third hour. That's what WWE did. They did the first hour for the Cruiserweights. They did the last hour for Raw after Dark or something like that. McFoley debuted. When they went with the black and white logos. Now they're doing the same thing with Raw Underground. After 10 o'clock, it's Raw Underground. Again, I don't want to keep rambling on about it. Didn't mind it. Let's see where it goes. Impact was great. This week, I wanted to talk about a couple things on Impact, but everything was blown out of the water with Retribution. Ending SmackDown in the way they did. They teased a new faction debuting on Raw, and we just saw the lights flicker. We saw a couple hooded individuals throw Molotov cocktails at a power generator. Montez Ford was poisoned. So this new faction is causing trouble on Raw. And now they're causing trouble on SmackDown as well. There's no word yet on what they have planned for Retribution. The idea behind the storyline is that the group will bring chaos to WWE by any means necessary to get the attention of WWE officials and that they are trying to quote-unquote loosen the control over WWE superstars and change the way the company operates. Okay, now I'm a little intrigued. Again, I'm curious to see where they go from here. They have a bunch of women. I think like two, maybe three women involved in this group. I was trying to see if I could pick out anybody's eyes or body type. Of course, myself, immediately thought of the Nexus, and I saw online real quickly, I wasn't the only one. A lot of people were comparing this to the Nexus, which I remember very vividly their debut. 
So I get it. I understand that. I'm curious, again, to see where this goes, especially now that they're trying to loosen control over the superstars, which is one of the big critiques of WWE. Talked about it again a couple weeks ago. How people are choosing AEW because there's too much control in WWE. There's not enough creative freedom in WWE. So it's going to be a couple of weeks to find out who's who or what's what. It's probably going to be the same spiel on the shows. Will they invade NXT? Is NXT immune from retribution? SmackDown ended on a awesome note last two weeks. Don't know what the hell happened this week with Braun Strowman. Was that a heel turn? Like, who doesn't care about Alexa Bliss? I don't know. Now he's the now he's the baddest person on the planet or whatever he said. Is that a heel turn? Is Bray Wyatt now a face? Because that would suck. I don't see The Fiend being a... I know everyone loves him. Giving the Stone Cold type where he's a heel, but everyone loves him. I, could, I understand that, but making a full-fledged face, I don't think it's going to work right now. I don't know. But yeah, Raw on the ground, Retribution, the two biggest things I've seen on TV this week. But again, check out Impact, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, Replete at 11, AXS TV, Access TV. Russell House taking the world by storm. If Mark Schwann loved it, I'm sure you guys will love it as well. Because Mark Schwann is very uh, stickler for what he likes. That's all I have for TV this week. Let us know what you thought. Dial it up, 619-343-3005, or hit us up on our social medias, or inbox at com. We're always checking your comments, questions, or concerns. But now, uh, love about TV. Let's wrap the show up. Let's get into some go-home thoughts. So something I forgot to mention last week, I received a mysterious envelope in the mail from our former sponsor, Jedi Jack Yeti. Not only did I get my stickers that I ordered, definitely check him out on Instagram, Jedi Jack Yeti. J-E-D-I-J-A-C-K-Y-E-T-I. I got a thank you package. I got some awesome office Dunder Mania stickers. I got a nice sticker with Undertaker and Sherry Martell and where's the iconic Shawn Michaels sticker they released along with a note saying, yo, Michael, thank you so much for the support. It means the world to me. Post, tag, share, mostly enjoy. Live in the madness, heart, Jay-Z. So I'm assuming that's a woman because I don't know how many guys who Sign thank you cards, the heart, or 10 thank you cards in general. Although our sponsorship is over, give a quick check out to Jedi Jack Yeti. We have a lot of awesome stuff over there. Thank you for the thank you package. And I hope that we can uh, work together again in the near future. And again, like I just mentioned, our hotline is always open. So dial up 619-343-3005 if you have any questions or comments. You want your voice heard on our on this podcast. If you don't want your voice heard in this podcast, you can text 619-343-3005 or email us at inbox at shadowwrestling.com. The conversation never stops on our social medias. Shadow Wrestling No Way across the board, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are currently working on MySpace and Friendster. You can find me at Michael J. Potty on social medias across the board. And that's basically 219. It's been a while since I've done a show by myself. It was a little weird. I'm so used to now having someone to play off of, a talk to. But I think it did okay. I think this is a good, pretty good show. It was a 219. Mark Schwann showed me back for episode 220, unfortunately. And again, like we always say, this show is from the fans to the fans. So please always get involved in the conversation. We'd love to read your comments. But that's it for 219. Until next week, again, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. This stuff is still going on. Be careful. Stay healthy. 
Party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.